0: Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. The Iowa- Course in Miracles podcast, lesson 56, comprising lessons 26 through 30. Thanks again to all of you. So we are all... So just a, a general review or, or my review is to remind you that we are all miracle working machines and God is going to tell us if there's a miracle for us to work... And we don't need to worry about it. And if we're obsessed with whatever miracles we think that we need to work, then we are actually looking to, you know, perform magic. And magic is considered, in Course of Miracles, to be a misuse of the will or a misdirection of the will. Um, or we are using our will in a misdirected way if we were, if we are doing, like, say, a law of attraction thing where we're, we're thinking the thoughts that will bring us the thing that we think we want. And, and then we think that when we get that thing that we will be happy and there's nothing inherently wrong with that sort of thing, but that is not miraculous thinking. Miraculous thinking is, I'm going to align myself with the thinking of God and as the result of said alignment, thing will, things will work out God's way, not my way. And you know this the, one of the examples I use, because I've been a life coach now for 12 years and one of the things that I would... Sort of butt heads with some of the, the other coaches who I know would be around this concept of declare and fulfill, which is when you say, "I will have this relationship by this date, and because I said it, it will be. Um, and And I would always the, the example and, and so that's us trying to control things, that's us trying to control our future, and that's us convincing ourselves that we have our own best interests in mind, which is lesson which um, contradicts lesson 24, which is I do not perceive my own best interests. So when we're saying, I will have a million dollars by next February, we are not, and, and, and we set out to, to create that, or to manifest that, or to fulfill on that declaration, we don't necessarily know that that would be the best thing for us. That could in fact ruin us. Um, there are a lot of people who are broke and, and think that if they got a million dollars that, or $2 million or $10 million, that all of their problems would be solved. Some of them certainly would be, but without the proper, um, appropriation of said funds, I think that's the right word, then, then things could go awry very quickly with that. And you'll find that there are a lot of people who, I've heard it said that there are a lot of people who have like won the lottery. And they're, within a couple of years or a few years, they're worse off than when they started, so, uh, or than they were before. They won that money. So miraculous thinking is different from law of attraction um, magical thinking. Now, the example I will use of that is that, uh, f- to, to demonstrate what I'm talking about, is you know, as many of you know, I've, I've had a, a couple of stints in... in um, institutions of lower learning, AKA rehab or drug treatment centers and, um, alcohol and drug rehabilitation centers and, or treatment centers, whatever it is. And, um, and when I had my spirit spiritual awakening, which is what the intro song, the God song is, is a song. That's all, it's all about that. The moment when I saw the light, when God came to me at the end of a hallway in this treatment center, and I was spiritually reborn in that instant. And then I made a commitment to work the 12 steps to the best of my ability, and I went to all sorts of recovery gatherings, sometimes three, four, five a day, in my first year of sobriety, just walking a traditional 12-step recovery path. And as a result of aligning myself with God, I, and I met this crazy guy, and his name was John, and he ended up suing me years later. It's all in the book that's coming out here in not too long. But, um, but as a result of aligning myself with God, I, I ended up living finding stumbling upon this building on the far 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 north side of chicago in a neighborhood called rogers park and the building was it was literally the only private beach in the entire city of chicago and and i moved in here in december i was going to move out but a little voice in my head said stick around and then summer came along and, and all of a sudden, there's this beach party happening in this building where I lived. And as, as a result of meeting some of the people there on the beach, some of whom I'm still very good friends with, I, that was how I was introduced to windsurfing and then ultimately surfing. I started surfing Lake Michigan in the winter of 2008. November of 2008, I believe, was the first time I went surfing. So... If Had I tried to control the outcome from rehab and had not taken the suggestions of my counselor to move into a, a sober living facility, a halfway house, um, a recovery home after I got out of the full inpatient where I spent 124 days, had I not surrendered to the will of God at that deep, deep, deep level, my entire soul, God would not have landed me on the shores of Lake Michigan to become a Lake Michigan winter surfer. That's the difference between the miracles God is looking to create for us and the stuff that we think that we should create for us for ourselves. And it's interesting too because I broke my leg. I had been in rehab for 90 something days and I was playing basketball and I went up for a jump for a rebound and I came down and I broke my ankle, I broke my, my foot. And as a result of that injury, the halfway house I was willing to go to, fully surrendered, I was willing to go to this halfway house out in the suburbs of Chicago in Addison, Illinois. I was like, I'll just do it. I don't, I'm fully surrendered to this thing. If that, if God wants me in a halfway house in Addison, Illinois, getting rides to meetings and rides to jobs, I had a plan, I had a, my plan was to go work for the, there was this guy in recovery that employed all these other people with, with, um with a with jobs doing crawl space base crawl space sealing. I'm like, I'll live in the suburbs of Chicago and I will be a crawl space sealer. I am I am fully or a crawl space sealer salesperson. You know, you're either kind of one or the other. And everybody that he employed was in recovery. I was fully ready and willing to do that But then I broke my leg and this halfway house would not let me in with a broken leg. So my counselor put me in touch with another halfway house that was on the far, far north side of Chicago in Rogers Park and as a result of someone I met there, I met this other guy and that was how I ended up at this building in Rogers Park where I began surfing. That is what happens. These are the sorts of things that happen to us when we align our will with God's will for us and we accept that we do not, perceive our own best interests. God wanted me to be a surfer. A part of me always wanted to be a surfer, and now I live in Southern California, and, you know, I'm like this local surfer guy. Go figure. Anyway, there's my pre-talk on lesson 56, our day's review of the review. So lesson 56, our review for today covers the following. So we're going to cover 26, 27, 28, 29, and 30. Our review for today covers the following, lesson 26. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. How can I know who I am when I see myself as under constant attack? Pain, illness, loss, age and death seem to threaten me. All my hopes and wishes and plans appear to be at the mercy of a world I cannot control. Yet perfect security and complete fulfillment are my inheritance. I have tried to give my inheritance away in exchange for the world I see. But God has kept my inheritance safe for me. My own real thoughts will teach me what it is. So again, I mentioned a couple lessons ago. I believe this is sort of what Jesus was saying when he'd been nailed to the cross and he looks to his left and his right and he says, uh, join me today in paradise. Be with me today in paradise. So perfect security and complete fulfillment are my inheritance, no matter what. So lesson 27, above all else I want to see. Recognizing that what I see reflects, the, reflects what I think I am, I realize that vision is my greatest need. So vision versus perception. I think that's, that's kind of what this means. There's a lot of talk about vision versus perception in the text, in the world of perception and projection. The world I see attests to the fearful nature of the self-image I have made. If I would remember who I am, it is essential that I let this image of myself go. As it is replaced by truth, vision will surely be given me. And with this vision, I will look upon the world and on myself with charity and love. So if I would remember who I am, it is essential that I let this image of myself go, this, this um, sort of fearful image of myself in the world. Lesson 28. Above all else, I want to see differently. The world I, I see holds my fearful self-image in place and guarantees its continuance. While I see the world as I see it now, truth cannot enter my awareness. I would let the door behind this world be open for me, that I may look past it to the world that reflects the love of God. So if I'm looking out in the world and all I see is pain, illness, loss, torture, death, killing war etc that's that's the world that I that's that's the world of perception or that's this 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 thing that I my perception or my false thinking has has is telling me is the world but really I'm I'm above all else I want to see this differently I kind of fumbled that a little bit but I think you um I think you're getting the idea I'm very much um I don't want to say ad living. It's like Marianne Williamson refers to it as like jazz philosophy. So you, you, you read the course and you read the course and you do the course and you read the text and you read the manual for teachers. And then eventually you get up on stage and you, you do your thing. And, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you bobble a little bit. You know, any good j- jazz musician is going to bobble a little bit here and there. So, again, thank you very much for bearing with me. Lesson 56. Lesson 29, so review Lesson 29. God is in everything I see. Behind every image I have made, the truth remains unchanged. Behind every veil I have drawn across the face of love, its light remains undimmed. Beyond all my insane wishes is my will, united with the will of my Father. God is still everywhere and in everything forever. And we who are part of him will yet look past all appearances and recognize the truth beyond them all. Very powerful stuff. And then lesson 56 slash lesson 30. God is in everything I see because God is in my mind. In my own mind, behind all of my insane thoughts of separation and attack is the knowledge that all is one forever. I have not lost the knowledge of who I am because I have forgotten it. It has been kept for me in the mind of God who has not left his thoughts. And I who am among them am one with them and one with him. So I think I've mentioned before that the course in miracles deals in non-duality, so there's no there's no this and there's no that, there's no subject and there's no object. We're all one. And because we are all one, any person outside of ourselves that we see as an adversary, adversary, um, is an opportunity for us to forgive, and in forgiving them, we are forgiving aspects of ourselves. And when every person has forgiven every other person in the world, we will have achieved the atonement, the return to God, as Miriam Williams says, the return to love, and. As the result of that, it will be heaven on earth. So, we are doing very powerful, very noble work here. Course in Miracles, Miracle Workers. I appreciate every single one of you. Talk to you next time. Bye bye.